Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to episode 18. Man, these are just flying by. I'm going to hit 20 right away and have a couple great ones lined up, as is this one here today with my good friend, Doric Ecker, who is a computer programmer and AR kind of virtual reality specialist in the tech industry. And that's what we're doing. We're having a tech talk today, talking about what is happening in the space of AI, VR, AR, um, blockchain. I talk about a bit of crypto and really the future of industries that are going to boom and industries that are going to bust during this new kind of online revolution of technology. So tune in, check it out, um, share this. It's uh, really insightful um, and check out what he's up to. I actually posted an Instagram story of the AR app that he uh, produced and created himself. It's crazy. So if you're not following me on Instagram, Quentin Carlin at Instagram, and enjoy the episode. Welcome, everyone, to Self Developed Life. My name is Quentin Carlin, and this is the podcast for personal and professional development. What I do here is bring on expert industry leaders and interview them about their success strategies on anything from fitness, finance, faith, family, business. Bitcoin, blockchain, crypto, leadership, lifestyle, dating, relationships, marriage, travel, Zen meditation, mindset, minimalism, money-making methods, and much, much more. So if you're interested in any of that, you're going to love this episode. Also, why don't you go over to YouTube? We've got this uh, filming. Every episode is uploaded to YouTube. And there you can watch it live and also subscribe. Check that out. We've got all the content archived there from past episodes. As well, when you're over there, check out our show sponsors. We've got a number of amazing sponsors. For example, if you would like to get a $40 credit on your next Airbnb hotel, go ahead and claim that. As well, if you want to get into investing in cryptocurrency or Bitcoin, we've got $10 of free Bitcoin waiting for you. You can just go claim it in your free account set up over there. Also, if you want to get a website set up, and don't really know how to do that, we've got access to the best online software to build the biggest funnel that you can imagine for your business to help convert your traffic into customers. So like I said, go over there. All the links are on YouTube. We really appreciate that. And speaking of appreciate, I appreciate you for tuning in. And to do so, I want to offer you a free one-on-one -on -one coaching and consulting call with me. Yes, I would like to connect with you. So if you're interested in talking about anything and anything anything and everything on your mind, email me, quintoncarlin at gmail.com, or you can just fill out my calendar on the bottom here, the link that can set up a time that suits for both of us, and I would love to reach out and connect with you. Lastly, if you do enjoy this episode and this podcast, would you please do me a favor and go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and leave an honest comment. How do you feel? about the content that we're putting out here. That would really help. It really helps support the show. All the reviews are much greatly appreciated. All right, guys, enjoy the show here, and we'll see you on the next episode soon. Enjoy. It's going to be a great one. All right. Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And we're live here uh, in my apartment with a special guest who I've met this past week, uh, Doric Ecker from Amsterdam. And we're talking today about AR and his company and the future of this new kind of technology. So welcome to Korea, man. You've been here for a, a tech conference last week, yeah, um, yeah. checking kind of things out, what's happening in the, the different industries around this space. 
So just want to kind of introduce you and have you kind of share a little bit about where you're from, your background, and then we'll get into more about the technical uh, stuff that you're working on. So Okay, perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, um, yeah as you said, uh, I'm here in, in Busan in South Korea for yeah. the last week. Uh, and I come from Amsterdam. Uh, as my background, uh, I started as a, uh, as a developer for creating interactive content. Uh, and I started back in the day, uh, like around uh, eight, say, maybe almost ten years ago, creating interactive content for web, yeah. uh, for touch screens, for video walls, for uh, like pickup systems. Uh, and yeah, in time, the technology evolved. Uh, and uh, recently, for the last around two years, I'm almost exclusively working for uh, AR projects, augmented reality projects. Sure. Awesome. Uh, the augmented reality you would know from, I think the most commonly known example would be Pokemon Go. Yeah, Pokemon was huge, man. Like I remember yeah. when I went back to Canada to visit and everyone was just like these groups that looked like zombies walking around just like glued to their phone. And so, uh, so maybe just kind of walk people through what AR is that don't really uh, know the ins and outs of what yeah. that technology yeah. is. Augmented, augmented reality, uh, the definition says uh, any kind of system that you would actually view the real world mm. and on top of the real world uh, images you would have computer generated content so it can be like Pokemon Go some yeah. uh, some some uh, uh, some objects that is in the uh, that some computer generated objects that are placed in the real world kind of like almost Google Glass right like what Google Glass yes. rolled out with their initiative yeah, yeah. to try and yeah. bridge that gap exactly yeah. actually Google Glass was very first where one of the very first examples of wearables who mm -hmm. make uh, augmented reality however at the time the technology was not there yet right too uh, early it was a bit, it was a bit too early now we are seeing other devices coming into market mm. which are more more powerful uh, such as HoloLens is in the market for around three years, I think. HoloLens? HoloLens is the mixed reality device from Microsoft. It is kind of uh, uh, something like uh, very futuristic looking glasses. Oh, wow. And you put it on and then uh, as normal glasses you can see the real world and in between you can also see the computer generated content. Oh, wow. Uh, they are mostly promoting it as B2B at the moment. Mm -hmm. uh, um, but there is a new version of HoloLens is coming up, and I'm quite curious how this is going to be uh, it's, doing. It, yeah, it's a whole new game out there, you know. Like uh, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, and he had Elon Musk on there like a week ago or so, and he was talking about just like what he sees the future with. He he basically said that we're all cyborgs already because we all walk around with devices, basically computers attached to us. Yeah, you know, like we're all so connected, and these new industries like AR, VR are just going to compound that yeah. when they're more you know developed and integrated. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I I would agree with that, in the sense that uh, right now we have all this information in a device in our hand, on our hand, in our yeah. pocket. That's crazy. And we are still using the interface that we are looking at a screen. Uh, however, with the augmented reality, what is happening is that you actually look through the screen now to the real world and the mm -hmm. information that you are looking for is actually coming to the real world to your convenience. And at the moment it's with devices, uh, like mobile devices, because they are wide, there's, it's widely used. 
Uh, however, uh, as I said, with the HoloLens, and there's, there are also other uh, variables like the Magic Leap, for instance, which was uh, the developer kit was launched around a month ago, I think. Mm. Uh, with these, this information, this cyborgness, yeah. well, let's say, uh, will be wearables like uh, glasses that you wear or other devices that we wear. That's like, it, it reminds me of like the Terminator, you know, like <laughs> that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie when like it's just kind of like almost going towards half, you know, I don't want to say robot, but like Elon Musk said, we're like cyborgs because we just are attached. And what you said, the next thing is, is just looking through our screens. And I saw Facebook rolling out a, a video a while back where um, it's basically like interacting with people that are on the other side of the world but they created like a, I think it was AR that like an actual, um, not a hologram of yourself, like an but avatar of yourself. an avatar, an yeah. avatar of yourself and how you can just kind of go with that. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you're talking about Facebook spaces. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Facebook spaces. I, as, uh, I can be wrong about that, but I think it was launched around a year ago. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just like you said, you can go into a, uh, a, a VR space. Yeah. So you need to have a VR headset. Yeah. Um, as far as I remember, it is only uh, Oculus Rift uh, at, the, yeah, at the time. Yeah, I but I don't know if they rolled out for, for instance, Oculus Go, and probably they're gonna roll out for the Oculus Quest, the new headset without the wires. Um, so that means people could just be walking around with these, like in public. Well, like the, the VR headsets, the, the downside of VR headsets, they basically cut your communication with, so you uh, can't see. with the world. So no. you have to be sitting and stable somewhere. Yes, for the yeah. VR experience, at least currently it is the case. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the difference in between the virtual reality and augmented reality, with the virtual reality, you are inside the computer-generated world, everything around you. Oh. And the augmented reality is basically you are in the actual world and the computer-generated stuff comes to your world uh, at your Got convenience it. basically so it can be characters it can be information as well for instance you can one project that we recently made um, for uh, a local government uh, in the north of Netherlands mm -hmm. is that um, they have some walking routes and what they want to do is to create some innovative uh, con way of uh, communicating what is in this walking route. What oh, okay. we did is like with your device you can look around and you see just like your camera feed you see the world and if but if on that direction there is some for instance uh, there's an old church that mm -hmm. is interesting for the people walking or in that direction there is an old uh, old school or whatever yeah then you see some pins on that location yeah so you look there you see the pin oh, okay I want to go there and you go that direction and will that pop up like information about that church or like and then you can read about the history or what that is kind of like is that kind of one of the features that is built in or yes so if you if you look at the pin you can tap on the pin yeah. and then uh, it will give you a couple of options it can give you some information some audio some video uh, even actually in one case um, one of the one of the buildings an old church is demolished it doesn't exist anymore mm -hmm. but uh, with AR we can make it look as if it is still there Wow so you can look your phone through your phone and then you see the church there which is demolished I don't know uh, 
quite so that's almost like bridging the gap between reality and you know like if like the first thing that came to my mind is like you could go to new york and you could see the the twin towers you know like mm -hmm. before they were destroyed like yeah. stuff like that that's crazy yeah. um where do you see because people are so addicted to their phones already like i did an experiment with my university class i said all right I had them all download this app that tracks how long they're on their phone per day and it tracks their behavior on, you know, what they're using, their apps that they're using the most on, on their phone. And then I, I said, okay, just use your phone how you use it all the time. And when we come back next week to our class together, because I see them just once a week, we're going to track your daily usage and what your, you know, your behaviors on your phone. And guess what the average time on screens was for the, and these are like university students well I don't know I don't even know for myself actually it's an interesting test yeah it's, it's an interesting test. experiment now now the uh, with the latest iOS actually Apple is uh, has that uh, they call it screen time I think yeah uh, so it's it will be nice for me to, to help test that out but yeah I don't know I don't have a guess even uh, what was what was it so the highest student I had the highest student was 11 hours per day that was their highest day. So I said, I said, okay, I said, give you, give me your peak. So that was like a weekend. They were just, they said they were watching a lot of YouTube videos and movies and stuff. But the, but, but the average was four and a half hours across all the data was four and a half hours every day, every day. So that's basically people are watching two movies per day on their phone. Two yeah, movies yeah, a day. That's, when that's you think of it that way, yeah, like two, two, two hour movies. So I, I, I encourage people that are watching, check it out kind of monitor do it for a day or a week see what your average there's a couple different apps one is called break free and the other one's called family or quality time and uh and like you said now screen time is coming yeah. out um so so yeah it's it's pretty uh crazy but do you, i and i would only assume that with all these new technologies that you're building in other companies when you are able to create because you look at video games right how addictive video games are yeah. but when you become a game yourself Basically, yeah, or the life like with the, with the health apps, for instance, you are it's really gamified. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. Uh, yeah, so I can just see people just plugging into these things and just never going out unless they have to like eat, sleep, or work. It's yeah. it's like that movie that came out. Uh, oh, what was that movie? Red, that? Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of that? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a very nice movie, and there is some truth in what it's tells that can be right um, yeah there are there are many many different thoughts about this uh, like w I think the one end of the spectrum is that people are going to get so addicted to that yeah uh, the other end of the spectrum is that it is going to uh, help people you know be more efficient uh, make more time for them and so on so I but I think with Every technology, when we look at the history and so on, yeah. every technology has downsides and, and pros right, and cons, yeah. basically. Yeah. And it depends on the people using them, using them, how they get addicted or they basically uh, make it make make use of them to get more efficient. I think the important thing here is that uh, there is no putting back these technologies. Yeah, they're back. out. They're, they're out of the, the box. Genies out of the bottle, yeah. basically. So I think the the important thing is that we have to. Uh, uh, we have to train the next generations mm. uh, to 
to correctly use these or to efficiently use these technologies I think well that's the thing we we're similar age like you know we grew up with like a rotary phone you know like yeah. remembering phone numbers like yeah. hey I'm gonna meet you here at eight o'clock if you're not there you know, it's not you can send a text, where are you? <laughs> exactly. But these kids nowadays are getting phones and you see these kids out and they're like babies on screens. Like they're, it's so ingrained in them. You know what I mean? Like it's gonna be really interesting to see how, um, yeah, these future generations are, that are just constantly immersed in this from day one uh, develop. Um, and there's like, uh, one of my buddies, he runs a uh, kind of like a coaching program and. He said that his biggest thing is that what he predicts is that he's going to have to re-socialize people how to communicate, how to start conversations, how to just be social because it's just, you know, like, um, yeah, it, 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 we, we, like, just at the moment. Not, not to bring up personal situations, but we just had dinner and I don't know how much of that conversation you heard next to us, but that guy just seemed like he had no, he was on a date. It seemed like he was on a Tinder date next to us and I was just listening to this guy and I'm like it seems it was just so awkward almost like painful to, to just you know like I think that a lot of people are lacking these social um, skills because they're just behind screens and stuff and when VR and AR and all these new technologies come in people are gonna have relationships mm -hmm. through these technologies you know like yeah, yeah. there's already marriages of guys in China and Japan marrying these like sex robots Yes, yes. I, I watched a couple of documentaries yeah. about that. Quite, uh, I find them very disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. it's. Uh, so, do you think that that's gonna become more mainstream? Well, yeah. I didn't I didn't get much thought about that um, in the sense that, as I said, like we. It depends on how people are using the technology, and. Yeah. I mean, when the when the uh, mobile phone out was out, or the smartphone was out, or when you first uh, get the iPhone, mm -hmm. the first one, we didn't immediately think about okay, somebody will invent uh, a robot here and yeah. people will get married to it. It just kind of progresses. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the direction that people kind of grow into that. But there are also other directions that people grow into that they use their phones and applications in such uh, such ways that. Um, uh, for instance, after a disaster, uh, for the uh, after the storms and so on, they yeah. use their mobile right. applications yeah. for the, communication. Of course, yeah. Uh, so th this is basically the other side of it. Yeah. Uh, that uh, what they these devices enable them to do. So yeah. I think something similar is going to happen for the new technologies as well. So. Going back to what you mentioned before, how you said that you started you, one of your the uh, projects your company is working on is working with governments to build these. What are some other kind of projects that you see in this space or that you're kind of able to share about? Like, where do you th see this kind of really developing into? Yeah, uh, I think in every industry, it's going to develop in every industry. Yeah, it's just like the mobile phone applications, it started yeah. with uh, some niche industries, but. Yeah. But now I think every company has one, at least one <laughs> mobile app for some purpose. Yeah. And uh, right now uh, we see a lot in the, uh, in the retail. No, not a lot, sorry. We see a start in the retail, let's okay. say. Yeah. Um, 
for instance, one of the projects that we built for a wine company mm -hmm. uh, called Tussock Jumper, uh, and they have wines that are bottled in different parts of the world. Uh, and depending on where the wine is bottled, they have a different animal on the label. Ah, cool. So, so they wanted, they asked us uh, a way to um, to make it easier and more fun for people to learn with which food, for instance, this wine is wine. good for. Oh, interesting. So the application that we built for them is an AR application, a mobile application, both for iOS and Android. Yeah. And uh, through your device, through your phone, you look at the, uh, you basically scan the label, and the animal on the label goes in 3D, jumps out of the label. Whoa. And then it tells, it starts talking to you, uh, first gives a brief information about the wine region, and then depending on the wine selection you make, that tells you with which food it is good. <laughs> I'm just like picturing, like, a like this is like the first thing that came into my mind is like picturing like a, a college student going into like a wine store and he's like going to a party and he's like stoned or something. And he picks <laughs> up this bottle of wine then picks up his phone and this like lion jumps out at him. And he starts talking to this lion and like this like, you know, like, oh, he's in an altered state of mind. And then he's got this other, you know, like, that was like my first thought that's just like hilarious. Yeah, that would be, but. yeah. At least, at least he can make other, his other friends believe that the, the, yeah. the lion was talking. Yeah, 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 that's so funny, man. Uh, well, it'll definitely make life and more entertaining than it, than it already is. When and I think with learning, it'll make it a lot more interactive, like with school and history and stuff like that. Like imagine kids putting on their VR and learning about like you know the Vietnam War or something and having clips running through that. Like that's like a whole immersive experience. Uh, one thing, for instance, uh, something similar to that uh, is there is also use in, in the exhibition area in Musea. Um, for instance, at the in, in the beginning of December, there's an exhibition in the city archive, uh, archi sorry, city archives in uh, Amsterdam, mm. and the exhibition is about uh, documents from Rembrandt's time, like okay. really his marriage act. Uh, wow. uh, for instance, a document that proves that he's healthy and he can live in Amsterdam, and right. because it's the archive, uh, these hundreds of years of old of documents are there, the original ones. Sure, wow. And the exhibition is about exhibiting these documents. So the so there there will be documents and there will be some explanations around. Yeah. Uh, however Just interactive. They would like to make a new layer to that. Mm. Uh, and we partnered up with uh, a company from Harlem. Uh, Harlem, New Netherlands. York. No, uh, oh, Harlem, I, Netherlands. I think in Harlem, New York. I'm like, wow, if Harlem's getting involved in this already, it's, it's happening. No, no. It's the Harlem, Netherlands, uh, called Synergic, uh, and they are building the entire uh, exhibition, mm. uh, like the physical space and the design and everything. And I'm building together with them the augmented reality uh, oh. experience. And what's going to work, uh, what's going to do is there will be some dedicated iPads. Yeah. And with these iPads, uh, the visitors will be able to scan the documents and each document tells about a story. They are not readable documents, they are very old Dutch. Sure. And when you scan the document, you will see the story unfold on the air like oh. this. You can fo follow it. It's like a, a very, very advanced audio tour. It, it, it adds a new layer to the, uh, to the experience. Wow. 
why didn't they have that when I was a kid growing up? That would have made <laughs> school and learning so much more fun and interesting. Instead of just like, here's your textbook of history, go read chapter seven. Like this is a whole different, <laughs> yeah, this does, is a does, whole different league. That's changing. Yeah, this is going to change a lot of things. Uh, also in the education ground. Well, that's, yeah, that's For kind sure. of what I think is going to be a, a big disruptor. Um, what's your thoughts on AI? Uh, well, yeah, it's uh, very, very useful, I think. Yeah. Uh, but again, just like in any technology, Depends, it can go. Yeah. It can go. <laughs> it's like the double-edged sword. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It can go both directions. Uh, my interest in AI is basically I'm following it. I'm not working on that field. Right. Uh, but uh, what I'm trying to make sense of the. The, the current uh, level of industry is different technologies are popping up and what I see is like all the uh, for instance AI blockchain um, like uh, machine learning which right. is kind of with the AI as well uh, they form the new backend of the new information uh, flow let's say uh -huh. And there needs to be a front end. We people need to interact with that. Right. And yeah. that front end is kind of becoming the AR and a bit VR. Mm -hmm. So I, I see that. I think it's going to evolve to that direction. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, there, there's got to be some kind of progression, I would say. And in some way, I think a lot of people think that they're all just this one bag of you know similarities, which they might be in you know with different aspects of. Uh, variants but yeah like I'm just really have you watched that movie Ex Machina yes it's crazy hey? yeah it that's is. a crazy movie it is. It is. I was watching that I was just like whoa like that's <laughs> you know I'm not one of my really best friends kind of reminds me of the creator guy like the the, the genius uh, yeah, guy. The, yeah okay looks like um this guy's really deep into ai like i think he might have been one of the guys well i know he's one of the guys that was one of the first guys into bitcoin and uh yeah this guy's just on a whole nother level when i was watching that i was just like this is real you know like there's yeah. there's stuff out there like like this and yeah you know it's, I mean, it's pretty intense um, there's a uh, i'm reading a book at the moment to 21st lesson 21 lessons for 21st century okay. it's from an uh, israeli historian you all know hariri and this is her, his third book, uh, after Sapiens and Homo Deus. And in all these, actually the last two books, Homo Deus and this, the 21 Lessons for 21st Century, uh, what he's arguing is uh, we, we think about the AI or the robots or, or machine learning is like robots conquering, conquering the world. Yeah. And uh, that's what he says, well, this is not exactly true. Mm -hmm. What is going on is AI is going to basically be the biggest helper of a uh, of mm. an elite uh, humans right, yeah. to actually rule the rest. Right. Wow. So he has really really interesting arguments there. So uh, I definitely, uh, if 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 you are interested in the progress of technology and what yeah. it is doing to our society and world, uh, these are very very good reads. Definitely, both three of them. Have you uh, have you heard of AI decentralized? Uh, no. No. The guy that I mentioned, people should check that out. Uh, his name's Tupi Salvia, and he's like one of the creators of this this organization that 
you know, runs, they just raised a couple million dollars to kind of join all these AI firms together to kind of collaborate for the good. Um, yeah, yeah, AI decentralized. They just did a, an event, like they have these conferences yeah, that, all around. That's, that's, a, that's a positive step, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah, the guy from, uh, uh, what's that called? I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, but yeah, there's all these people that are, you know, really uh, making some big moves in, in these spaces and, and trying to do it for the better of humanity, you know? Like yeah, yeah. For, I, think that's a a, I think that's a very positive thing to do. Yeah. Um, because otherwise we are on the other side yeah, of the sword. Yeah, you, you don't <laughs> want to be good. you don't want to be working for a robot, you know. Like it's, <laughs> it's uh, trying to keep it the other way around. Um, for people that want to get into this space, like they see this as the future, like how did you get involved in your progression? Because I know that you said that at dinner you worked for a company and now you're running your own business. So like, yeah. what was kind of the progression if someone's interested in kind of getting um, involved in? Well, I mean. Um I get into this from a developer point of view. So you, what did you study at university? Uh, well, not exactly related. I okay. studied industrial engineering okay. and had a master's in the information systems. But I've been doing, uh, at the time, websites and web-related content uh, mm. as a side job. Sure, yeah. Uh, and after my studies finished, that job became my actual job, actually. Yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, so that was my background. And uh, I always wanted to work with and develop with new technologies. Yeah. So this is how it evolved into interactive systems, interactive displays, pickup right. displays. Uh, and finally, at the moment, uh, augmented reality. Yeah. I don't know what's going to be the next, next step. Yeah, nobody uh, does. That's kind of the thing that keeps it uh, surprising. <laughs> that's um. going to be interesting. But for those who want to enter from a developer point of view, I would say uh, the development tools, the basic development tools are all free. Oh, really? uh, and uh, basically with a, from with a decent uh, Mac or PC, you can download it and start learning it. And uh, the... The, the learning curve is not very steep. Would that be period or someone with your background in web development? Like if someone that's not really tech savvy, could they just come in and teach their stuff themselves? Or is there like... Being tech savvy will help. Yeah. Being tech savvy And will tech help. savvy meaning like they should know programming or uh, HTML, stuff like that? Uh, or? It will help, yeah. definitely. I mean, I can't say that you can do it without from scratch. It mm -hmm. will help. Uh, but yeah, my experience is that you can learn these things. Right. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot of talented people just uh, starting from scratch and then creating things in a very very short time. Cool. And what was your experience like going from employee to kind of entrepreneur now and that whole transition? Like, you know, like was that a natural progression, or you're just kind of like I want to start my own company? And what was your kind of reasoning behind branching out? The reasoning behind was um, I felt that it's time for me to try something on my own. Yeah. Uh, and uh, at the time, for looking from that perspective, it looked like a big jump, yeah. big leap. Uh, and now I'm turning back and looking back, it was wow. It it went well. Yeah. Uh, it was. I don't see that a very big leap anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, the reason was, as I said, I felt that, okay, it's it's time it's to time. do something, exactly. Uh, and uh, what I realized is like, talk to as many people as possible. 
Yeah. And this is basically how you can grow your business. And yeah. Also, especially if you are making things, make it and put it out there. Yeah. Someone will see it and someone will be interested anyway. Creating content. Yeah, exactly. Creating content and is super important. Yeah. That, that's kind of like what I said over dinner, just like with this podcast, putting them out there and just all these doors have opened. Like I got a trip paid to Seoul this weekend to go help <laughs> MC, you know, a conference there and just like, yeah, like you just kind of, um, you know, just, just people kind of reach out once they kind of see who you are and what you do. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really important. Um, so, so who are kind of your typical clients or how do you generate that client flow and to talking to people like, is that through networking or approaching companies to build stuff? How does that kind of a referral base or? Um, it's, it's, it's kind of a combination. Uh, in, the, in the first, that was, there was a lot of networking involved. Uh -huh. And then after, uh, after picking up some uh, starting clients, then it became a bit word of mouth. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but right now, uh, I'm, there are some projects that is coming from this word of mouth or right. uh, via via. Yeah. Uh, some from networking and uh, some very few percentage from pitching basically yeah uh, and uh, that's kind of a the, the, it's the good you've got pokers all, all out you know you've got you've got to kind of fish from different ponds to uh, to, to make it work yeah. um, that's cool um, before we kind of wrap things up how's life in Amsterdam how do you like living there you said you've been there for nine years uh, eight actually eight well years. 2010 2010, yeah, okay, yeah. eight years almost now. nine now almost nine now yeah, almost yeah, yeah. nine now yeah I like it a lot I yeah. like it a lot um, it is quite international yeah uh, however it's not like population is not even a million yet I think what seriously population is not a million in Amsterdam yeah the central part is not even a, I mean I have to check back on that because there have been a lot of migration like, wow. to there but as far as I know it's not even a million yet crazy but I think of like I've been to Amsterdam was my first country I, fl I flew from Vancouver into Amsterdam and uh, that was my first experience of Europe and it felt like a really big like you know happening place so and Vancouver has a got of, a lot of things million. happening I mean don't get me yeah, wrong yeah, the, the population happening. population <laughs> shouldn't fool you yeah. Uh, so that's why I like. I guess a million people living there. And there's another million people that are there for their maybe more. <laughs> yeah, just for for enjoying everything Amsterdam offers. Yeah. Um, so oh, that's interesting. The, the commute is super uh, easy. Yeah. Uh, Everyone rides bikes. Everything is on bikes. Yeah. Definitely. Did, and they have that. Like I remember, there was just literally. I came out of the airport, and then I got, I took the subway train downtown, and I just looked out the window and just like bikes everywhere yeah like, how is that managed even like is it just people sharing them or like uh there are some bike sharing not bike sharing actually there are some bike leasing uh, uh setups at the moment yeah. but they are quite new actually there are maybe a year maybe a bit more uh and just mostly people's bikes yeah mostly people on their bikes uh, uh there are also now sh uh, sh ride sharing like car sharing or uh, like uh, services like car to go that there oh, are yeah. cars around and you can actually go and pick and get, drop pick off, and drop off. Yeah, exactly yeah. Uh, but mostly it is like personally owned bikes yeah. and uh, sometimes people own multiple bikes uh, in different cities as well if they are working where some place and uh, living in the other right they take the train in between huh yeah no it's it was a very um very different kind of city. Kind of reminded me of like Venice was amazing. Like Ven I've never seen a city like Venice where it's just all canals and people boating everywhere. 
Um, but yeah, Amsterdam was really fun. Uh, well, in the summertime, Amsterdam is like that as well. Canals and people boating yeah. everywhere. Really? That's, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I remember and, what, and I can't remember what super season Super nice feeling. And you're from Turkey. Yes, originally I'm from Turkey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was born there. Yeah. I grew up there in Ankara. Uh, and as I said, like eight years ago, I moved to Amsterdam. Right. What made you move? Uh, well, I mean, it was a bit of intuitive at the time, but uh, now when I look back and try to see the reason, is like, okay, I wanted it to. Worked out. Uh, it worked out, and mm. I wanted to do out of Ankara, but I didn't want to go to Istanbul, mm. uh, which is kind of the usual trajectory. Yeah. Um, so I kind of skipped that. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so uh, abroad was the option, mm. uh, but not very far, so I'll stay in Europe. And yeah. I think. Uh, with just English, you can have a start yeah. in London, or, or I mean in UK or mm. uh, or or Netherlands. Yeah, right. Uh, so that was kind of the logical choice at the time for me. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it worked it, out well. <laughs> it's interesting how you know doors and opportunities open. Um, I think a good part to kind of wrap up on is how you got here. Yeah. Is how like you know talking about opportunities and at first you thought it was just like one of those Nigerian scams <laughs> when you know do you want to maybe share the story of yeah, how you're yeah. here right now like it's yeah. pretty funny. So uh, basically, uh, I received an email on 2017 summer yeah. uh, saying that I'm being invited to a fair in South Korea, uh, but then I I read it and it didn't feel like a really uh, legitimate. Uh, legitimate and I thought it was a scam. I didn't even reply to that. And uh, one year later, 2018, I received a similar email, but this time I was on vacation, so my auto-reply was sent back. Yeah. And because of that, they called me back saying that, well, we had your auto-reply, yeah. you are on vacation, did you receive our email? And that made me think, well, maybe it's not a scam after all, like it's, it's, it's a bit more legit. <laughs> and then I got in contact with them, and uh, eventually this, the thing is, um, it is, this is the second year that's been uh, actually uh, organized here. Mm. It's called Next Content Fair okay. uh, here in Busan in South Korea. And uh, uh, the Korean government actually supports that, that event. Mm -hmm. And they are inviting uh, Korean companies exhibiting uh, in the field of augmented reality, virtual mm -hmm. reality and 3D content creation, but also just normal physical content creations like merchandise creation mm. uh, and then on the other side they also invite companies from abroad that can do business with these, right. uh, these Korean companies and they create this business matching uh, environment right. and it's a two three days event uh, and yeah that's, that's how I came here. And Super happy to be here. <laughs> so the moral of the story is the first year he didn't reply to the email because he's like, oh, this is some Nigerian scam or something, and too good to be true. And uh, second year they follow up with him again, this time he gets it, and uh, they paid for your flight, your hotel. Yeah, that's true. And so he got a free trip <laughs> that you could have got last year too probably if you would have replied. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I guess the moral of the story is this follow up of invitations and opportunities because um, you never know, you could be around the world and yeah exactly new doors open um, before we wrap up here is there anything that you want to kind of share like where can people find you and your company and learn more about what you're up to yeah uh, 
my website is the easiest way because all my contact details are yeah. also there. Also, the projects that I'm working on at the moment. Sure. It is dorukekar.com. I'll have a link underneath here. Perfect. For that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can you can just uh, have a look at the projects that I'm working on uh, and the future ones. And also, if you want to contact me, you can find my contact details there. Yeah. Smart guy, really interested. I'm glad that our paths crossed and yeah, uh, super tall too. He's one of the tallest guys I've seen here. So we just kind of like had that, you know, that, that connection. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so yeah, man. Um, well, you got your flight back to Amsterdam tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm glad that you had a good time here and uh, looking forward to next time wherever our paths cross, exactly. either in the real world or in the in augmented. You'll probably be the, the one building that to make that happen. So. Um, awesome, man. I appreciate your time. Perfect. Thank cool. you very much. Absolutely. So you guys, thanks for watching and uh, go ahead, subscribe and share this and stay tuned for the next episode and appreciate you uh, supporting the show. See ya. Wasn't that awesome? I told you it was going to be a great episode. Thanks so much for tuning in till the end. We really, really appreciate it. Go ahead, share this out hit somebody up that will really benefit from it share this subscribe go ahead also like i said in the beginning if you would like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me email me quentin carlin at gmail or fill out the calendar link to schedule in a call and b before you forget go over to itunes right now leave a five-star review and an honest comment what do you think of the show what do you think of the interviews uh, the content really appreciate it go out there make a great day See you on the next episode coming this week. See ya.